Does the name Elohim jingle any bells in your mind? The first time we meet Elohim is in the first verse of the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, just past the table of contents. We read, in the beginning, God, or in the beginning, Elohim. Elohim is the first name we hear when we hear the name of God. Elohim means the supreme God, the creator. So when you stare into the star-studded skies, our God created those stars. And go ahead, while you're staring, count them. He counts all of them and calls them all by name. When you take your family on vacation to the beach, walk to the water's edge where the waves pound the sand. Our God carved out the oceans and set the bounds for the seas. He tells the waves this far and no farther. Or gaze at the snow-capped Rockies or the mist-covered Smokies. And remember, our God made the mountains by his word. Our designed universe is not the result of chance chaos. By faith, We know the worlds were framed by the word of God, by the word of Elohim. We're not the result of billions of years of mutations. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, by Elohim, in his likeness, in his image, created by him, created for him. Our God is the supreme God. He's the creator. We read God's name tag again in Genesis 14. This time we read El Elyon, the Most High God. From that name, we know there is nobody above him, nobody equal to him. He is God Most High. From his view and vantage point, he sees everyone and hears everyone's prayer. His view is not blocked by what blocks ours. Our view gets blocked by a doctor's diagnosis or a termination notice, an eviction notice, a foreclosure notice, divorce papers, an obituary. But he's above all that. He's the Most High God. He sees where we've been, where we are, where we're going. And only El Elyon, the Most High God, has the wisdom and power to get us from where we are to where we're going. Just three chapters later in Genesis, God told a 99-year-old fatherless father-to-be that his 90-year-old barren wife was going to have a son. Abraham's false teeth fell out, and he texted his 90-year-old Sarah, God said we're going to have a baby. And she replied, LOL, with tears of joy emojis. God, it's all right. You've been mighty good to us. You've given us each other. We're good with that. When you first promised we would be parents, and I was 75, and it was improbable then, but it's impossible now. I'm a hundred Eve. Sarah's catching up. We've come to grips with it. We're more of a Mini Cooper family than a minivan family, and that's okay. But God reintroduced himself to Abraham. Abraham, you and I must not have met yet. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is El Shaddai, the Almighty God. Abraham, you know I'm mighty, but I'm more than just mighty. I'm almighty. And what may be impossible for you is possible for me. And from that high and holy name, we realize our God is able to do anything. There's nothing impossible for him. He is almighty God. He is El Shaddai. So if you've been praying for God to work a miracle, keep praying because he's the God who still makes the impossible possible. But that's not the last name we read of God. And it's not the one I want to tell you about. But I'm going to get to that right after this. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. Merry Christmas to you and yours. You're listening to LJ Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to The Amen on Simplify. Elohim, El Elyon, El Shaddai. There's a whole lot more. El Olam, Jehovah Jireh, I am that I am. 
All of those and so many more. Just a handful of names we call God in the Old Testament. But now, let's jump the divide between the Old and New Testament. We come to the book of Matthew. God has been waiting thousands of years to share this name with us. He's thrown us stocking stuffers through the centuries, but he was about to reveal his greatest gift to us himself. He was going to come into our sinful world to save us from our sinful ways. After thousands of years of one name after another, God revealed to an angel who revealed to Mary the highest and holiest name heaven's lips would ever say, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I don't know how much Mary really knew about the baby boy she would bring into the world. She may have thought he would be a man who came for God, but he was actually God who came for man. And he would bear the highest and holiest name known to man, the name of Jesus. The name we would sing about 2,000 years later. The name that would cause Peter to preach and Luke to write, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. That name of Jesus washes away our sins when his holy name is called over us at baptism. The name of Jesus is the name we call on when we are sick, the name we call out when our car is out of control, the name we call over our children to keep them as they sleep. Jesus is the name that causes demons to tremble and diseases to run and death to bow its knobby knees and release its prisoners from its grip. The name of Jesus is the highest, holiest, greatest revelation of who God is that we have ever known. But it's not the last name we read and read. Now we leap from the first book of the New Testament to the last. We've already gone from Genesis to Revelation, and it's only been less than six minutes. And we hear one more name for God. It's only found in one verse of the Bible, Revelation 3.14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The amen. Jesus is the amen. We say amen when a preacher says something we agree with. We say amen because we're testifying that the word being preached is true. We say amen whenever somebody says, God bless this food to nourish our bodies. And we laugh because we know French fries, that's a stretch, but he's El Shaddai. He can do the impossible. And we say amen. But amen literally means so be it. It's true. I agree. That's what we think of when we think of amen. But Jesus, he is the amen. He doesn't just say amen. He is the amen. He doesn't just say it's true. He makes it true. Here's why that matters to us. When he makes a promise to us, he keeps his word. God made a promise to Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He wasn't wishing upon a far-flung star that a baby boy would be born who could live up to all that hype and hope. God saw what nobody else could see. God saw the day he himself would be born of Mary and laid in a manger a feed trough, and we would worship the one called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, El Shaddai, the Everlasting Father, El Olam, and the Prince of Peace, Jehovah Shalom, simply the one Mary called Jesus. The Son of Mary, 
would be the everlasting Father. Wrapped up in the one wrapped in swaddling clothes was the promise of the ages, the promise of the Amen. When God said He would, He said, let it be so to His own word, and then He made it so. The Amen who made you a promise one day is the Amen who will make good on His promise one day. He doesn't just say Amen, let it be so. He is the Amen. He makes it so. And you can keep your faith because God will keep his word. Let us pray and praise and worship the one called Jesus, the one now we know as the Amen. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. You are the Almighty God. There is no one above you or beside you, none equal to you. You are God alone. I thank you today for this word you have given us in your word, that you will always keep your word, you will always keep your promise. I pray help us today to have faith. This Christmas, help us to remember that you made a promise and you kept it, and every promise you have made you will keep, so we can keep our faith. I pray today, Lord Jesus, encourage somebody who may be, whose faith may be flagging, who may be discouraged. I pray encourage them today that you will keep your word, help us to keep the faith. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for this beautiful incarnation that we celebrate especially this week. In the name of Jesus, the name of the Amen, we say Amen. Well, I sure do hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas and I hope every time you think of Jesus, especially in the manger, you think of the promise he made that he was coming and then the power that caused him and the compassion and the love that brought him from heaven to earth to keep the promise he made to us. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would click that subscribe button, that would be a great gift to give to me and to all of those who listen to continue this podcast into the new year. So please click subscribe and then share it with somebody else. If it's been a difficult year for you and you don't have two pennies to clap together to make noise, you can share this episode or the entire podcast with somebody else as a gift to them. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. Certainly, it could also be to them. So please share this with them. Let them know about Simplify. If you are looking for a gift to give to somebody this Christmas and you still can't figure out what it is, if they already have a Snuggie or a Sham Wow and you're, ah, I just wish I knew what to get them, why don't you head over to PentecostalPublishing.com or to Paragraphs Bookstore here in Mount Vernon, Ohio, you can give them a copy of Simplify, the devotional that launched this podcast, or a copy of 10 Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments. It's a book I wrote that goes through the Ten Commandments, each one, and then helps us to understand what God expected of them and expects of us as we keep His Word. Or certainly, go to PentecostalPublishing.com. There are a host of great books that will help people grow in their faith, and so you'll be able to find a treasure trove of gifts there. If you would prefer to listen rather than read, you can go to Amazon and listen to 10 Words on Audible, or you can get the Kindle version of 10 Words or Simplify, either one. Both are available also on Kindle. I really do hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Next week, I'm going to share with you a devotion called My Second Favorite Name for God. I'll give you a hint. My first favorite name for God is Jesus. Probably no surprise. But my second favorite, it's not even the amen, although I like that one. I'll share it with you next week, and I'm looking forward to that. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk 
through Simplify. Merry Christmas, Simplify friends.